magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everyone, <laughs> to the podcast. So, how's it going? How... <laughs> That was a a sign. How's it going? Well, I, you know what? I worked out too hard this week. Oh, is that what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do that. I I had such a busy week and it was great. I just like was going and going and going and doing so many things, like sending in my book or I don't know, doing some wrapping up stuff with sending in my book and I did the Feng Shui for Magical People workshop. And then this morning, I just, I sometimes it happens. I just start working out and then I just do it. I just keep going. What is too you, much. What do you mean you keep going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did choose a long workout How to long do was on it? Fitness Blender. Yeah. It was 80 minutes. 80 minutes? <laughs> oh my I, God. I, and I like it's weird because I'm like I should probably not do that. I mean it's really smoky here today too, pretty oh. smoky. I was like I, but then I'm like I'm just gonna do it, and then I just did it outside. I don't know. It's no inside, oh. but it's still like our windows are open uh. and stuff. But um, I'll probably start getting my energy back here. But it, it's it's I don't know. Ted and I talk a lot about why this happens to me. That I'm like I did it again. I worked out too hard. It's like I'm addicted to it. I just wow. love it. I get into just like oh, yeah. I just keep going and going. So now so I feel wait a minute, just a little drain. Hold on, you picked and did you go longer than the eighty minutes? No. Oh I did, okay. I, yeah, I mean I was thinking I should probably not do the 80 minute but I did anyway I see so you chose it ahead of time so it's not like you got carried away and just kept choosing more but I did it's like I hit this certain point where I could go easier throughout the workout but then I just keep pushing myself hard because it feels good gosh I mean honestly I don't think (laughs) if I choose when I see like 37 minute workout on there I'm like I guess I'm going to do a long one today. <laughs> that for me, usually I do like 15 minutes. Because studies have shown that. I know, it, um, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not necessary. I know it's not. I just. <laughs> I'm not judging seems- you. I'm wondering if it's a Virgo thing. I mean, I wish I was. that was my problem. I mean- I have a Capricorn rising. Oh, and then yeah. also this is a thing my dad has. Like I just <laughs> I just talked to my dad and he said a couple of days ago it was so smoky in California. He didn't run. I was like, what? Wow. My dad didn't run? Wow. Like that had to be smoky. I was like, yeah, there was ash falling from the sky. We had Whoa. to turn on our lights during the day. So, but I feel like the real indicator of how smoky it was, was him not Mm -hmm. running. (laughs) It's like that. It's hell or high water. He he goes for a long run every day. At least one, sometimes two. Wow. And he's, well, hold on. Quick backtrack. He doesn't put on his lights during the day normally? No, he he had, well, yeah, no, during the day, he doesn't need to turn on the lights in his house, but it was so smoky. It was like nighttime. Do you not turn on lights during the day? No, we do, but oh. not. I mean, some lights, like in the bathroom, if there's no window. Oh, interesting. I mean, I put on lights. I mean, like what I'm saying is, like as if it was nighttime. I like see. he had to <laughs> turn on lights in order to see in his house during the day. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 
My and it's and I forget that we have similar dads in that <laughs> my dad also he turned eighty nine in July and runs four miles a day. But he yeah. he did tell me on our last phone call that he's slowing down, which that oh. just means he he's he calls it it's now a jog instead of a run, but he's still oh, doing yeah. four miles every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my dad he I don't think he goes very fast, but he does go and he was doing it once a day. Now he's been like, Oh, you know, during lockdown I just have this been deciding why should I sit at home watching T V at night? I'll just go for another run. And that is I feel wow. like it's something similar that yeah. I have because it does seem like during quarantine it's been more yeah like oh, i've been doing it more often uh, like oh oops i worked out too hard again today. wow <laughs> well that's very i'm impressed i i will i mean it could like be worse. to have that problem for sure it could be a worse yeah problem. although my dad my mom when she died she died at like um one o'clock in the morning and he still went for a run at 4 a.m because wow. that was his routine. I mean, he's real, wow. yeah. real. No, real yeah, that mind. is so similar to yeah. my dad. Because I was like, when I heard how bad the air was in California, I was like, you know my dad's running in that. Like, But yeah. he, he wasn't. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I wondered what was – you see, you seemed a little – something was different. I feel my energy coming back okay. now. I kind of, can your, you sense that Yes, also? I can. I can. Sorry. It's <laughs> I was just like, Whoa. Kind of falling down. I was so tired there for oh a second. Oh my goodness! Okay. Do they? It, last question, real quick. This fitness okay. blender eighty-minute workout. Is it a mm-hmm. hit workout the whole time? No, it's oh, okay. one of their one thousand calorie workouts. Mm. You know where they they do that. Just to, they have a few of those, oh. and so it's like hit, and then it's abs, and then it's total body. I see. And then okay. it's a stretch. Okay. Um, but you're not trying to burn a thousand calories. I mean, it's not because of the thousand calories. Right, right. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. For our listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is usually where we check in for the week to see what the cards did. Oh, right. So last week you drew Restore and Replenish oh. from Sacred Rebels, and I drew <laughs> your surprise. Yeah. and i drew imagination from uh the the spirit cats by nicole pr who was our guest today so exciting yeah um you know what that really goes i had a really um actually very hard period this week um tmi but um who cares um so i did need to relax i real. i needed like I really did. I mean, I didn't check out completely. I had to work, but um, but I really needed extra rest. But I mm-hmm. also have really gone back to writing my to editing the second draft of my YA novel. Oh, yeah! So I, both those did really turn out for me to be true. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to read that book. Uh, I hope you like it. I don't know. I if bet you will. I will. Okay. I, I bet hope. I will. Okay. Um, I have a feeling. Well, you do like my writing. That's true. Sometimes we have different media tastes. We do sometimes. But no, I mean, you're My Little Pony episodes. Oh, right. You did like Among the best. And you like my newsletter, so. Mm -hmm. I love your newsletter. So now, um, yeah, for me, I did also um, restore and replenish. I took a bath yesterday. I did a really great job of resting over the weekend. Ted and I have been 
perfecting our resting techniques oh, during quarantine. We didn't used that? to do a great job on the weekends oh. with resting. We were like, what should we do? Where should we go? Which is great, but... You know, it is really kind of nice, too, to sometimes be like, let's just relax today. Yeah. So so you don't usually do that. Mm. Well, we not like, I mean, we didn't used to think, oh, we have a whole day at home this weekend because we're in a kind of a touristy area. So we can hike and stuff, but it's better to do it during the uh, week, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I had a really relaxing oh, weekend. and. But I did also work really hard and do a lot of creative stuff also. So it did resonate. All right. Well, um, that was our check-in then, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a quick – well, we started with well, a longer Well, you part. know what? I will say, too, that um, the practical magic last week was create order – Create freedom through order, uh-huh. which really resonated because of my feng shui for magical people workshop was so fun to talk uh-huh. about feng shui for two hours with magically minded people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I want. We'd love to hear if you do the energy report or the um, practical magic, how it went for you. Yeah, can like you can know on Facebook message us. Or ma- yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I've also been feeling really drawn to, st- and it's now we're in Virgo season. Your birthday mm-hmm. was yesterday. Oh, how mm-hmm. are you feeling about that? Oh, well, I mean, it is actually, while we're recording this, my birthday is going to be Sunday. So yeah, yesterday. we're recording this today. <laughs> it was yesterday. Yeah, that's but what I said. I haven't, yeah, but it, while we're recording this. Oh, right. I said it it's yet. yesterday, but then, right, right. I get it. And okay. when this podcast comes out, it will have been yesterday. Yeah. But, um, I feel really good about it this year. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like my birthday. <laughs> I have a feeling. I'll tell you next week if I have the birthday depression. Okay. But I feel like I won't this time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. You can wear your birthday shirt. I sent I early. Know, I'm excited. Um. Okay. So, wait, were we saying something else? I don't think so. Uh. No. All right. I don't think so either. Okay. So now, um, we just want to talk to you about that. Our podcast is brought to you by us this week. So, um, for me, Feng Shui for Magical People. That was I did it live last week, but now it's available on demand. So, um, you can learn about that. Yeah, at Hex Education Network, which is they have a Crowdcast account, and it's available there. You can find it from my website. Also in my shop in the workshops category, and um, yeah, that's where you can find it, and it's just really great. And, and you fun. just talk about feng shui. Yeah, I talk about feng shui, but I talk about it from the perspective of magical people. So you know, like knowing magical people, having their worldview. You know, I use that as sort of like a way to mm. describe how feng shui works. So it was pretty fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and my part is brought to you by my. 11 for 11 email series. So for $11, you get 11 emails over 11 days with different tools, magical tools, energy healing tools, all kinds of um, self-love tools, inner child healing, stuff like that um, over the course of, yeah, I said that 11 days. So you can go to my website to sign up for that. And then it just, yeah, it's ongoing. So you can sign up at any time. 
And did we say our website? So Natasha's website is oh, highestlighthealing.com right. and mine is testwhitehurst.com. Good point. So that's where you can find our stuff. That's right. Good point. <laughs> um, okay. Are we? Oh, and then if you could review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen, we really, really appreciate it. It helps other people find us. And, um, and we just like to read nice things about us. Yeah, it does really brighten our day. <laughs> yeah. Honestly does. Yeah. Oh, and you uh, can call in to if you want to ask us a question at 828-333-7181. 828-333-7181 and we love to we love to hear your voices and answer mm-hmm. your questions and we also love to get your questions via email so you can um go to our website magicmondaypodcast.com and click on the ask a question. All right, are we doing the um, our the interview? interview? Yeah, so yeah, we're now so it's... excited to have Nicole PR on, and um, she makes these amazing oracle decks that we love called Spirit Cats, but you'll hear about that in a minute. So here's the interview. Okay, we are so excited to be here with Nicole PR. Nicole blends art, writing, and channeling into magical intuitive tools that help you enchant your everyday, open up your line of communication with spirit, feel more free, and fill your heart with love and compassion. She is the creator of the Spirit Cats Oracle Deck and the Cosmic Allies Altar Art Deck and Book. She also makes soul prints, which are intuitive paintings of the inner you and paints kitty commissions. She teaches Vision Seeker, a free 13-day guided quest using tarot oracle cards, journaling, creative exercises, and guided meditation. She's currently working on the Witch Cats Oracle Deck. Nicole, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. I'm inside the podcast now. (laughs) Not transported inside of it. That's so funny. Um, So tell us a little, just tell us about your journey with um, discovering intuition and art or however you want to start. I want to hear about the origins. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... I, the, the, I think I started having sort of extrasensory perceptions and experiences when I was really little, like toddler age, as early as I can remember. And, um, and that really, and I was always connected to creativity and art. So there was this seeding of that really young. And then as I got older, like maybe around 12 or 13, I started really, you know, learning about scientific method. And I was like, I don't know, like, how can I prove this? Mm-hmm. And I'm having these experiences, but can they be objectively proven? <laughs> so mm-hmm. just, I also have a naturally skeptical, um, analytical mind as well. So it was an interesting contrast with these very um, kind of out there experiences that I didn't have a lot of context to put them into. I didn't have like, someone guiding me through them or explain of helping me to navigate that realm. So sometimes it was very scary or, you know, ungrounding. And then other times I felt very protected and safe, but it was like, I didn't have any guides. So, and then when I brought in the skepticism, I was like, well, maybe it's just my, I have a really active imagination or <laughs> like, what is it? I don't know. And I got kind of 
um, further away from seeing it as truly a spiritual experience and more just seeing it as like a very like active imagination, which I think there is like an overlap now. I see the overlap between them. Mm. Um, and then once I was in college, I was, college was very rigorous. It was very intense um, in terms of work. And I, it was also very mental. So I got out of my body. I'd always done dance all through growing up. Dance was a huge part of my life. I danced every single day of the mm. week. Um, and it kept me in my body. It kept me in that flow state, that meditative state. I didn't mm. even realize that that's what it was. I didn't, you know, I'd never learned how to meditate at that point. So, but I, in retrospect, I'm like, that's what was happening. I was yeah. having a, a, a meditative experience and it kind of kept things in balance. And then when I was in college, it was just so overwhelming in terms of like workload. What and, were you studying? Um, I was studying art. So it was actually, okay. but I was at Yale. So it was also, you know, a, a very rigorous, like more broad education. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, I just got very disembodied. And so I think what happened was I was having a bit of an expansion experience, but I had not, no way of translating it and I was really out of my body at that point and it just became like a mental health crisis oh, because yeah. it was like I didn't have any <laughs> like any like supports or structures and mm. I wasn't really like seeing it as spirit so it was like very distorted um and there was I mean of course there's always still intuition it's like our birth weight we all have it so there was this little voice still inside of me that was like your mind has like I felt like all of this energy had been put into my mind and my mind was just like so overburdened like it was so unbalanced that it had kind of gone off like on this like crazy like tangent um and so even though I I, I kind of reached out for whatever kind of help I could find so I went to like normal you know psychiatrist that they had for the school you know just that you could go um there and then I but I also was like felt like the problem was rooted in the way that my mind was working, like the way that my mind was perceiving it, the way that I was like processing thoughts. Like I could feel like there was this delusionary, like circular repetitive thing happening with my mind. And so I was curious about, well, what about meditation or something like that? Like maybe that could help heal mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, there was free yoga classes and there was free, um, tai Chi classes and um, I didn't have like much money at the time obviously as a student at Danish Lade, but so the free free was a good uh, <laughs> like anything like free was, mm -hmm. was like okay get three free uh, psychiatry sessions mm -hmm. free classes here I'll do them um, and the combination of the meditation aspect of both yoga and Tai Chi and the physical that it was really grounding me back into my body um I over the course of just six months there was a huge transformation for me in terms of the uh, way I was experiencing reality and it felt like mm -hmm. things were settling they were opening up I was able to like receive and understand what I was experiencing mm -hmm. more it was less frightening mm -hmm. um because it, what it were just, you yeah. experiencing you were you, yeah I mean I was basically like they wanted me to go on antipsychotic medication oh, at the time wow. so it was very like I think it was those things that were like hints of it all along since I was a little kid that I was having extrasensory perception mm. um, I have a clear audience so I can like <laughs> even as a little kid I could hear yeah um, 
like there, I think in the first house that I lived in, I'm pretty sure there was a spirit there and I could mm-hmm. hear them speaking to me and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I could mm-hmm. hear things from nature. So, mm-hmm. and at that point it was like, when you're little, it doesn't, I was like, it, it's just like natural because it's your first experience of the world. So everything yeah. is just like is, you don't really question it. But then when you get really, you know, it was naturally spiritual at that point too. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't disconnected from that. But Whereas yeah. When, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But when I was older, I had been like, okay, well, this isn't real. Mm. But I'm like, but it is real and it feels real and I don't mm. know what to do with it. And I don't have any kind of like support or way of processing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like completely disembodied. So, so. so the psychiatrist <laughs> thought that you were having a psychotic break. Because yeah, I mean, they tried, were they were, yeah, they were pretty much thought that. And I don't think the psychiatry was really helpful. And I ended up not going on medication because part of my like, I, I like it's just like one of those like things and if people go on medication that's the right path for them I you know I'm not I, everyone has their own individual journey mm-hmm. um so I really have no judgments about anything but for me actually weirdly part of one of my like delusions or paranoias was really afraid that people were trying to poison me mm-hmm. and so I was like convinced that they were like the, the whole like medicine uh, I was like no this is like they're trying to poison uh, me and so I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. No. And, and they were, didn't force me. They were just like, this is like what you should do. You know, they would mm-hmm. say that every time. And it's very like Western medicine. So um, you were in a lot of fear and having like paranoia. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. kind of weird visions and dreams. Mm-hmm. I have really active dreams mm-hmm. um, since I was small. Like my dream life is very mm-hmm. vivid. I have mm-hmm. Lots of like Pisces energy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you a Pisces? I know your moon is Virgo. Yeah, I'm Virgo moon. That's my earthly anchor, like my only earthly anchor. Like everything is just like water and fire in my chart. Mm-hmm. So lots of water of Pisces and um, my sun, my Mercury, and my Venus are all Pisces. Oh, I yeah. can feel that in your artwork. If you guys yeah. If yeah. Listeners have not seen Nicole's artwork, you really need to see it. You can yeah. find her Instagram is ghost kitten art it's just gorgeous gorgeous artwork and her decks are beautiful so it's like I'm feeling this I I really see this a lot I mean I sense this pattern with myself and many people that you know when you have a lot of spiritual energy and gifts and you're awake to that realm it helps so much to have some ways to anchor that like some kind of like you you know you found tai chi and you found yoga to start to begin to conceptualize you know, it's like, it gives you some way to understand and see energy in a way, like to communicate about it, to know yeah. that it's something that is not just you. And then there's some, a system. And that, I think that probably the Virgo moon craves that too, that you have, right. you know, that like some kind of order, let's put some kind of order on all of this energy that I'm perceiving. And then you become really, really powerful. You can become really, really powerful. I had that, I had a similar experience with feng shui where when I learned it, I just was like, oh my God, you know, and now I have this sort of frame of reference of mm. this. I, I I sense all of this like potential and all this energy and all these like vibes. Mm. And now I can be like, oh, the Bagua, like just, just to give mm. myself some kind of limitation with this, like, this <laughs> is, you know what I mean? Like it just kind mm. of brings you into an anchor with and I think the chakra system is like that. Yeah. Like when you just there, when there's a way to conceptualize invisible energy for people like us, it helps manage the uh, 
possible genetic predisposition to mental illness, which, totally. which I think is, is also combined with um, the God gene, you know, how like yeah. certain people are predisposed to connect with spirituality. And so to have a way to, you know, work with that, that other people can communicate about in the same way, I think it just makes such a big difference. I haven't yeah. heard of the God gene before. Oh, it's, you know, I want to learn more about it, but I heard, I don't know if it's true. I don't even remember where I heard it, but I heard mm. that like there is some sort of maybe identifiable gene that mm. differentiates people who tune into, you know, what you might call God or spirit or the divine. Mm. And then people are just like, no, what are you talking about? That makes no sense to me. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. that is, there's an actual like mm -hmm. genetic yeah, I definitely think that structure, like that kind of structure and grounding into the earth um, realm mm -hmm. and everything I like learning through yoga and then developing a meditation practice and working with um, flowers, flower senses was one of the very like early things in working with nature spirits mm -hmm. that I started um, that was introduced or crossed my path. And um, it's like, when I look back actually at the experience I was having, I can like understand it now more than I understood it then. Then I didn't really understand, but it's like, it's because I have that, um, that, that, that kind of, uh, framework and I can, you know, I'm sure Natasha gets this a lot, but you can, I can discern much more now, like what different types of energies were, mm -hmm. whereas before it was like I was like oh there's this really scary energy oh there's this really like healing like helpful energy but it was like it was just all like felt like so mm -hmm. strong and it was like without having word I didn't have those words for it either so yeah and like and yeah. also not knowing that you can also work with that that you're yeah, part of that I think you, that's but you scary can say too. no to certain things yes. like I learned that was yeah. really that was really important for me to learn that you could set up protections that you could say yes, no that you have too. complete free me will too. that you um mm. you know if there would be um sometimes i would have dreams where there was definitely external energies coming in and sometimes mm -hmm. they were amazing like guides like teachers sh teaching something showing something amazing so helpful and then other times it was like not i mean i don't know if it was nefarious per se but it was like a kind of sh like intruder energy yeah and then once i realized that that i could literally just be like no mm -hmm. like yeah, do yeah not me pass. too yeah yeah go like you're not i'm like sorry but like you're not yeah. allowed in here and they would just yeah. dissolve it just go like yeah. it'd be like okay like i once i learned that yeah, yeah and then it's like, like that's that's something the major thing probably i learned in the school i went to to learn what i do is neutrality they start with that like yeah. that you especially the one that i go to actually that I went to is an offshoot of um, a different school in Berkeley, actually, that um, where there was a lot of guide and alien work going on at that school. And the person broke off from them to start her own because she didn't, she really wanted to emphasize having seniority over your space mm, and right. not allowing in all that guide action. And, and I do think it's really, really important, obviously, to have a center, know where your center is first more than anything. But it's funny because they are so, they shun guide work so much that oh, I kind of went to the other, yeah, where uh, I went, that I went to the other extreme for a while where it was like, well, I'm not getting any information by anyone, even by myself. Uh, and that's actually what we were talking about on the podcast earlier yeah. is that mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh, okay. 
I do like information from guides and angels and I like talking to aliens (laughs) Um, when they show up in readings. I like, they're fine, but I, but I am glad that I have the center so that I know I can discern the difference and also with that boundary. Yeah. And understand very clearly that I do have seniority. Um, but that, uh, but also like, I do love like high guides, but guides are like people. So you can have randos, like you said, Nicole, just show up. And it's like, just because they're not in a body doesn't mean that they are someone you should talk to. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. you know what, this is a tangent, but, and was, what I'm wondering is, was Yale haunted? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just, not be surprised. <laughs> I just read this really good book. Um, it's yeah. new. It's by Lee Bardugo and it was set at Yale. It's called ninth house. It's the first in a series, but it was, it just, mm. the way she painted the picture of Yale, it did seem like it was pretty haunted. Like there was a lot of, um, just history there and so did you feel that is there's a lot of it wasn't it was an intense experience for me there were things that I absolutely loved about it um and there were things that I was like this is really heavy like it's it was an intense coming from um a lower middle class background my parents were both from immigrant families like it was just like a different world that I was in and then I went into this and there's you know definitely like the old boys club like this like group of people that are very secure and they're right as a ruler ruling class yeah it has this like heaviness to it that is a it and I it's you like it's, in, it's intense like my first year was um it was it was kind of sh- i think it was shocking for me to see like some of the levels of misogyny and yeah. uh, homophobia and but at the same time there was people that i also met who were like amazing social justice activists and like just so intelligent and off to do amazing things in the world and really try to like bring light so there was that there too but it's like you're really are there in this thing that has this like historical heaviness yeah um so yeah and I didn't literally think about that when I was going there Uh, you know I didn't think about it going in I was like but as soon as I got there it was like yeah overwhelming (laughs) yeah like this is and actually after my the two first two first years you live on campus and on my third year I, I moved off campus because it, like it just I mean it was also like cheaper um for like me but also just it it was a little bit easier to have that kind of separation and be able to like go in to my favorite part like one of my favorite parts about it is like they have the most magical libraries like it really is like in I love reading I've always loved reading uh, like all fiction, nonfiction, like I just love reading and they have these incredible libraries that are, mm. you go into them and this was also, the internet was already here, but it wasn't like what it is today. So you could just go into these libraries that were an entire library just of like art and architecture oh, wow. and just That's like go amazing. through, I would close my eyes because I loved, I always loved to play with like synchronicity and like chance and so I would like run my hands across the books and then feel if like one of them was like kind of shining out to me and I'd pick one out and I would discover a a new artist that I had never wow. heard of because I had so much, um, we had, because I had so many books, they had so many things that were like very little known um, that weren't, you know, in the mainstream mm-hmm. art history or, you know, like you would find yeah. like, like I remember I found like 10 books that were just on 
um, like the history, the visual histories of amusement parks with all like, like <laughs> oh, wow. of like the evolution of different like rides and stuff. I'm like, what? Like awesome. there's like ten books on this little mm. like vision. You know what I mean? There's every little like thing. It was like just would open up. So that was my favorite part. But yeah, the. the <laughs> That's for amazing. sure I think there's some haunted yeah it was well let, I want to get to your art while we yeah. have you here so talk a bit about so how did you talk about your spirit kitties and yeah. Yeah, how you got into that yes so um my spirit cats were actually born out of like I it's just an oracle deck now but when I started working on it um it wasn't I didn't know that that's what it was like I didn't know that that was what was going to happen and this is oftentimes how I work is from this I, I think of it like the tarot card of the um uh the hermit where he just has like the little lantern but he's in the dark but the light is kind of shining out enough so that you can take a few steps and you're following you know your your intuitive guidance you have enough light but you don't know exactly where you're going but I love that process of like mm. things being revealed to me along the way and mm. art and even in the actual act of painting a lot of times I'll paint and I won't know what I'm going to paint I just like start painting and then it feels like magic because something emerges from it um, so I love that process and that's actually how the spirit cats came about both mm. in the painting sense um, I was doing a lot of client illustration work and surface design work, and I just wanted some time every day that was like not being directed by like mm -hmm. an art director, or, you know, just to, to explore. Your own. Yeah, my like completely my own. And so I made it really simple at first, just 10 minutes where of day where even if I felt tired, I would just sit down, do 10 minutes, and just like start letting the colors move around and just like tune into it and see what would happen and sometimes after the end of 10 minutes I'd be like I'm done like that was I'm so tired that like mm -hmm. I like that was enough and then other yeah. times I'd really get into the flow and I'd be like two hours later and so it was in that process that not every you know a lot of different things appeared but one of the things that started coming up were these like little magical kitties and I've always had a connection to cats that are really strong connection to a cat growing up and I do feel like that cat was like there as a protector mm -hmm. for me like a helper especially considering like some of the experiences I had when I was little I like really felt like he was there as like a best friend and a guide and a protective mm -hmm. energy um and so I had that but it's somehow I had never even though I had been painting and drawing since I was little I had never really um painted cats very much oh, even fun. though it had this like connection me. Mm -hmm. but in this process they started appearing and it felt like something like it felt like something special was happening and my friend saw it too she was like oh there's something there like you need to like go deeper like follow mm. that thread like you know she's very intuitive very psychic too she's like keep going and so um I ended up doing 30 days where I painted a cat every day and mm. as I did that they started having names they started coming in with little messages for me because I'd already been doing channeling for like a while so I was in tune to that space and it just sort of organically started emerging mm. and and I was like oh like okay they, like at the beginning I thought how am I going to come up with all these different cats I mean how many ways can you draw like a cat <laughs> and, and but then by the end I was like oh my gosh there's like a whole universe of cats so I just uh, like sit down and they're like no we want to like come uh, in and we have so like great. this to share and these like energies to bring and these messages and this is who we are and um 
I still, even though that happened in that way, I didn't realize still that it was an Oracle deck um, until actually maybe, it was maybe like a year after that, that I really was like, oh, that's what this wants to be. And I just mm. like, and I kept, I kept evolving. I had kept painting them, they kept coming through and I was like, this is what it is. It actually already is that, it just means the, um, that kind of last like Virgo moment of like, reining it all in and like going into it and like you know elaborating on some of the writing and like honing it and filling in like gaps and kind of like grounding it and figuring mm -hmm. out how I'm going to get that out into the world how I'm going to share it with people and all of that and so then how, really there. how did you do that once you realized it I guess yeah. maybe you're an artist you know how to do that <laughs> well I did like in terms of some of the I mean I think like it feels like um I'm sure you guys experience this. Sometimes it feels like in your life you have like a lot of different like side shoots. Like you take a lot of different side roads and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, that didn't quite work out. Like I went down this path and then mm -hmm. I got redirected and it didn't um, come to fruition. But then in retrospect, you're like, oh, I was actually like picking up the tool from yeah, that, totally. that I needed for this later thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I actually had done a lot of work with like doing art that was um, going onto products. So I had a lot of experience working with like paper products ah. you know, um, already. So I was sort of aware of that and had some design experience because of that aspect as well. So, um, and then in terms of, and I'd also like run my own business too, as you know, and a freelance illustrator and surface designer. So I had some um, things that even though there, there was times where like, like there had a really big moment where I, I put tons of energy into, for like two years, I put all this energy into building up a portfolio to do surface design and to bring it to this trade show. And then right when I felt like I'm ready, like I got such a clear message, like this is not like your path, like mm. it's not the right path. Like it's not like quite aligned. And it was so hard for my ego because I just had put so much into it, mm. but I was like, mm. what, like what, is going mm -hmm. on here like why like I, I it was like I understood it and it felt right on a deep level but my ego was like no yeah. like I can't believe I spent all this like extra time like weekends like working on this but it was like all of those things were pieces and really what I was being directed to in that moment was to really merge my art with my um uh my spiritual and intuitive channeling practices to make them completely merge rather than continuing down a more um, mm -hmm. you know, commercial like client-based path mm -hmm. and and so it you know it felt like I put so much energy into a path but there were so many things that I learned from that whole mm -hmm. journey mm -hmm. that like actually were really applicable but it was just really hard for my ego to like let it go because it just felt like it's like you're about to get your gold star and then they're like, actually, like, we're going to like work on an entirely different thing. Now. <laughs> like, That's really great that you listen to it though. I mean, I think most people don't, you know, they just push ahead anyway. Yeah. yeah and it, I mean, in retrospect, I'm so great. Like, I'm so grateful that I've done that and I do, it's only because I've seen the magic in it. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, the results are amazing. Your the results deck, are like, 
the the cats in your card deck they just glow it's like when i draw a card i just feel the energy from this cat and then what you have written about the cat's message it's so touching i mean it just yeah. really feels so right on i can tap into that current that you that you tapped into so just real quick before we run out of time tell us about your cosmic allies process yeah, yeah. Cosmic so allies cosmic allies i was um, I was doing, at, at that point, I had started doing a lot of planetary work with planetary magic. So the planet, the seven traditional planetary energies in astrology. Um, and, and out of that, I'd really been wanting some in, imagery for like my altars and things like that, that was like more, um, that was more resonant and not specifically like Jupiter as like a man and Venus as like mm -hmm. a woman and, and looking a certain way and sort of a more older look like i was seeking something that really felt like just channeled in this moment through uh, my experience and i was gaining this like intimacy with those archetypes and that energy through this work that i had been doing and i felt called to create artwork that was actually like done within the container of ritual and as like just as you would create a talisman that you're charging with a certain energy so that that um, object becomes almost a portal for you, like a gateway into the domain of that energy of that Ooh. archetype for people. And so I did everything in Cosmic Allies with that in mind. So whenever mm -hmm. I was working with one of the energies, I like say I was painting Venus, I would only work on her card or her writing or her on Friday, which is connected to Venus. And I would be doing uh. offerings and I would open up a ritual container mm. and I would be doing dream work with Venus and, you know, automatic writing and channeling. And I was experimenting with all these different ways of connecting to that energy and then also experiencing the healing that comes specifically with each working with each energy. So I really knew, like, I really started to embody and feel, oh, this is what this domain is of this of Venus or of Jupiter and and infusing that into um, both the painting and then each um, each cosmic ally also has a poetic invocation mm. um, and it has you know it has you can use it as like a guidebook too or it has like all the associations and the connections and it also ha I just also through my experience have all these different ways in which you could work with these energies so I also included that in the guidebook so people could follow their intuition and not like do every single thing in the book, but like, like go there and like, be like, this is a field of possibility. How can I make this mine? What am I being drawn to? And how can I take different pieces of it and then work with these uh, talismans that I had created to help give them that, that, that doorway in that wow. I would be charged and experienced myself. Um, and so that's how they were created. And, and it was really interesting. It was another like ego um, crushing moment in a way <laughs> from spirit because I basically painted everything, um, wrote the entire book. Everything was ready. Like I designed it. It was all like ready. And I'm like, okay, like my, my normal logical brain is like the next step in business is you launch this. Mm -hmm. And the message I got was like, no, like oh, you need to pause yeah. with this. You need to experience it as your art needs to heal you first. You need to work wow. with these cards, work with the book, work with the poetic indications and fully embody and feel it from that direction as if, okay, so yes, you were in that space when you created it, but now you are the person receiving it. 
And so it was this long process and it was so hard for my ego of like so much surrender, but I, I was like, oh, now I know, now I know how powerful it is. And I can really feel, because it's not an Oracle deck, it's not a tarot deck. So it doesn't have this like immediate, like, oh, this is how you use it, or this is how mm. it works. I'm like, I understand like what it offers. Like it, it, it gives people this experience of creating ritual and magic in their everyday. It gives people a chance to um, access this more full expression of their spirit in the earthly realm, like different ways of experiencing your soul expression and your power, claiming your power. Because there's a lot of times, I mean, I noticed this, there were certain energies that I felt um, more alienated from in the beginning. And then the deeper in that I work with them, mm -hmm. I realized that those were actually exiled parts of myself that I had associations with that I had like, you know, pushed away some of my power because of they were in the shadows. They were in the shadows. So this is a way of being like, okay, this, this, you bring know, it to the light. Yeah. yeah, bring it in and, and reclaim that power. That's so really, really, yeah, I had to like receive the healing before I could bring it in. But now after this long journey, it's finally, it's actually arriving. The finished decks are arriving at my house. Congratulations. <laughs> I need this deck. Yeah. yeah. I ordered <laughs> one already. I'm oh, so you already excited. did? Oh, good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Nicole has, we should probably, we have to wrap up, unfortunately, yeah. but um, you also have like, she has a whole shop with so much, I mean, how, I, we don't have time to go fully into it, but like what you just, do you design all these things that you sell? Like she has like mm -hmm. a altar card in the shape of a moon and. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's all organic, like it all comes from like intuitive, like guidance really, but yeah, the, the moon shape, there's like a gold moon. Um, shaped car, uh, card holder that you put on your altar and that you can use it for the cosmic allies or oracle cards or your you know your tarot cards for the day and and yeah I love creating basically like tools to use in your magic and your rituals and create that sacred that. experience and the cosmic allies I love bringing in like it's like ho has lots of holographic so it's like holographic foil edges and like holographic wow. box and book and, and I was just drawn to it, but then I realized that it actually also had a meaning because the cosmic allies are like, if you think of like sort of non-dual as being the, the light, then there's like the prism, the refraction into these different um, aspects or these different lenses of perception of ways of experience reality. And those are the different colors. And I was like, oh, mad. but I didn't think of that ahead of time. But then after I was holding it, I was like, oh, I put the prism like in it. <laughs> I oh, think this so holographic. <laughs> that's so cool thank you for sharing that i'm yeah. so excited i'm extra excited now to get this deck and then they all know yeah it's fun in person it. it's really fun as soon as i got the sample i'm like oh my god it's real and it's so much fun to have like their real thing yeah so so tell us where we can find you yeah yeah you can find me um, um ghost kitten art on instagram um, and then I have my website, which is NicolePR.com. Um, you can also go to CosmicAllies.com and that will take you to the same place, um, but just to the Cosmic Allies page. So either of those, if it's easier to remember, that's where you can find me and um, see, like I always post all my art on Instagram. And I also have a weekly um, newsletter that I send out. And I really, I love writing too. It's actually like 
one of my first loves even before painting. So I really share a lot. I like to share stories from my life, things that I learned. It's very like a personal journey perspective and then the things that you can, are gleaned from it that can be used um, in rituals and all that stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so oh. much. It was so great to connect yeah. with you in person. It was. Yes. I know. I love it. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So we hope you love it. Um, okay, are we doing now my part, which is mm-hmm. the energy report? Okay. <laughs> I just don't feel like... I was just, when you did that, I just was feeling so happy that we have a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just was like, oh, we've had this podcast for over a year, and this is what we do, and it just felt really fun to me. <laughs> that was so funny. I feel like things, I feel like this week and last week, the podcast has felt a little funny, like a little, in a good way, but like different. Have you felt that? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it always feels different. Oh, you Like, do? I never know ah. how. Yeah. Ah, so, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, do you want to It feels a little that? bit dreamy. Like, oh, yeah. No, I kind of had that last week. I didn't realize last week how I was really PMS. If we're going to be talking about oh, our moon and cycles we are. <laughs> in this one. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I feel like you're kind of like watery, kind of different yeah. than normal. And then I. Just the next day started my period. Oh, so that's I was like, that funny. was why. Oh, yeah. and this week, man, that was a hard one for me. I was about. <laughs> Remember last <laughs> week when I sang a thirty-eight special? Was that off the air? I think, I think it, it may have been was off the air because I was about to sing a Matchbox <laughs> Twenty song. You know, that's like it's a hard one. I don't know that one. I don't think I know that okay. one. Well, don't I mean, worry. I only know the songs that were on the radio. Yeah, me too. I don't. Right. Oh, was that on the radio? It was. I I don't know oh. why you can tell from that, but okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, let's get to the energy report, which maybe this is part of it. It's like, whoo. but okay. So this very strong message that I've been getting all week, I've been posting about it a lot on Instagram, is this, and I we talked about it last week too about everybody getting their power, like being their own source of power and really um, claiming it, respecting it. Um, And one, one image that came to me was that of like, if you take someone, for me, I always, (laughs) I always think of Oprah as being like, the most like very sure of herself in her power, like an authoritative voice, but in a loving way, I, I resonate with Oprah. Um, I I think a lot of people do, but, um, so like taking that kind of feeling that I get when I hear Oprah, like, oh yeah, that's right. And applying it to my own information, like Mm -hmm. giving myself that kind of, of weight. And I wasn't just getting that for myself. I was, I mean, everybody that I see me, it's just been as a client, I've seen it. It's really all about, okay, it's not fucking around. It's like we have to own our ourselves. And, and the reason why is because our enlightened selves is that's what's going to change the energy, change the world. It really is yeah. like us owning our power. You know, 
messing around with this like pretending we're not powerful stuff mm-hmm. doesn't help in fact it hurts you know it really does it, it it's not it's just not helpful mm-hmm. so it's not a selfish thing to claim your power to take yourself seriously now saying that that said about taking yourself seriously funnily enough the message that i was really getting was to enjoy your body and enjoy yourself yeah. here on this earth like that feels like the message of the week for me yes you me too? too that came up in my card oh, reading for the new moon funny. yeah oh just really this last week mm-hmm. yeah. really strongly yeah it feels like this maybe combo of this leo virgo thing happening mm-hmm. like we're you know just out of leo and we're we're now in virgo and so it's like shining our light, recognizing ourselves. I know I've given this homework before about celebrating yourself, like, and that's still true. It shouldn't be a one-week assignment, you know, like maybe every week writing down things you love about yourself. Um, and it doesn't have to be like, I write well or something. It, it can be just like my essence is fun or whatever it is, yeah. you know, just like celebrating. It doesn't have to be a, about like something you've achieved is what I mean. Yeah, or being good be. at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It could be if you are loving that. Um, But also just like having fun. I know we talk about this a lot on the podcast, although I feel like we haven't in a while about like if this was your last week on earth or something, would yes. you want to be like, oh my God, I had a lot of fun. Yes. You know, and, and it, I have noticed just, I, it's funny kind of before kids, I feel like I was sillier. And now that they're here, it's like, well, that's their job. Uh, this is kind of a bad habit of mine. Bad habit, meaning like I would like to grow out of this, is a balancing kind of thing I do a lot of times. Like if someone's really loud, then I get extra quiet. Or if someone's really quiet, uh, then I like try to put up the energy. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's your Libra rising. Uh, right? Moon. Or moon. Yeah, Libra that moon. could be that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, so I feel like, oh, it's the kid's job to have fun now. Like, you know, but my son started doing this Dungeons and Dragons thing with us, um, which he got so excited about. It was so cute. And then um, I was like kind of dragging my feet about it. Like, okay, we can do it. I didn't really want to. But then we did it last week and it was so fun. And I just uh. like, the second we started, it was like, oh, we're all having fun. And it was <laughs> cute because they were like, you're so fun. <laughs> this mom because I got like I was like once I'm in it I got really in it I was he was uh, like we're in a tavern and I was like oh, we're in a tavern <laughs> oh I love that that sounds so fun it was really really fun so just like that's what I mean like just have it how whatever it is that you makes you have fun like do that um so that is definitely part of the assignment for this week if you choose to accept it and then I got this really strong image in meditation today that I really need to share. My guides told me to share this. So this part is about the power, you know, owning your power. So in meditation, just like take some deep breaths and quiet your mind. And then what they showed me was like they handed me this crown. I saw this crown and it was so beautiful. And so whatever that means to you, you know, when you're close your eyes, go into meditation, see your highest possible guides or just like you can just see it appear however feels good a crown now for me it had like all these jewels on it and it that's was, what i saw when you said yeah, that like it's like kind of silvery and, and kind of gold oh yeah both yeah. silvery and gold mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I see that. Yeah. For me, it was like extra gold, but it was like a lot of rubies and gems and it was so pretty. And then they showed me to put it on my head. And then once I put it on my head, it was like I instantly it opened my crown chakra and it like merged with my highest light. So then so this is what I'm saying to do. Put it on your head and then feel it merge with your highest light, like feel your whole energy merging with the sun above your head. You can picture it like mm. that. And then what happened? You can leave it at that if you want, just owning your power that way. But then what they did was they showed me to move it, like move that energy down through my whole body. And as I did, like each chakra lit up like each chakra got cleansed it was like slowly down my whole body each single chakra you know lighting up and cleansing out and then through the bottom of my feet (sighs) it's really great this crown thing i this is really great i'm gonna (laughs) play with this this oh good i'm glad you like it yeah i was like whoa even holding it i was like this is so powerful and then with that tool yeah this that to remember that you know when you're to bring your power back to you exactly yeah and that when you put this crown on your head it's like it's your crown like this is my crown of my power that's connected to my whole chakra system and my highest self and like my power so and then doing that was like a tuning fork kind of just like tuned tunes you into your whole system yeah so well yeah before you wrap up the energy report i just want to say that that is so interesting that i've been really getting all those same messages because that was um not last week but the week before my video that i did about protecting your energy was completely that just came straight through was that to be your own authority figure like yes you can ask for advice but then it's really about tapping in and remembering you're the one who knows you're the one with the power in your own life and it was in it was related to you know I get a lot of um, messages on my blog that I mentioned this in my video that are people being like I need to know what to do because Mm. I've paid all these people to cast these spells for me and now I'm out of money and now and what you need to tell me what to do you know where I'm just like okay this this is a big shift (laughs) you need to move into where you're not because you're literally giving money like resources and that's like an extension of the energy you're giving away when you're um, not believing in your own ability to know what to do and to energetically create shifts in your life so that I mean I just think this is a huge message on so many levels right now for people to know that they are the ones with the power in their own lives. And like, yeah, of course, we can get support from other people in various right, ways. Exactly. But. Yeah. I mean, I also think it really is a balance. It, it is a balance because I do think we need like we are, we need a village. You know, we need to mm-hmm. know when we need to ask for help. It's OK to ask for help. It's important to ask for help if you need help. But giving your power to other people is different. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's different than... Um, saying like oh my god I don't need to do yeah like especially when it has to do with casting spells like I don't know this is maybe just my opinion but um 
I mean, you can have, I think it's great to have people be teachers in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, like what you do, what I do in terms of like, these are how you can do it. This is how Mm -hmm. you, but always it being about listen, how does it resonate with you? How does listen to your information? And if you're feeling panicky and fearful, then, then you're giving your power away. If you feel inspired by the teachers around you, great. Then they're lighting up your own, you're, you know, it's helping you to see your own light. Yes. All right. Yeah, I think that is so important because it's coming through so much. And then I think it's interesting with the body wisdom, too, because that was totally the message that came through in my card reading was trust your body. Yes. To know and enjoy being in your body and enjoy enjoy adorning your body. Or And also, by the way, like, for instance, this week when I had a hard time with my body with this period, it's like listen to it was a very strong message Mm -hmm. for me. Like I – you know, there were a couple times where I was like, why am I so tired? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm tired because I'm bleeding, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, okay, so listen to it, you know, and enjoy it by, you know, taking a bath or like nurture it, love it. Mm-hmm. And then also just, yeah. And then if you're feeling good in your body, enjoy it, celebrate it. All right, great. Well, I'm glad okay. we agree. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, it is related to practical magic this week too. So, which right. speaking of which, now it's time for practical magic. <laughs> like the way okay. you said that this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so this is what came through for this week. It's so in alignment with what you were talking mm-hmm. about, what we were both just talking about. It's practice trusting your intuition this week. And let this be actually a discipline. So each day, um, take time, and you can do this as part of your daily meditation, to really deeply tune in to what's true for you, Mm. to what will nourish you, to how you can take care of yourself, how you can step into your power, what feels right to you in order to merge the path of your life and the flow of your life with divine flow. So getting into the habit of that this week is the message for for practical magic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could also set your um, alarm on your phone throughout the day. Like it could be every hour. It could be like three times a day to go off and then to just sit there and take some deep breaths and tune into your intuition. And that's in your body, too. So this could be like anchoring into your body, feeling your weight on the earth taking some deep breaths just stopping you could look at the sky out the window oh my gosh listen to the silence can i say something real quick yeah um there was this meme on facebook that it was so simple but it really like changed i feel like it maybe changed my life it was just like if you're reading this right now take oh relax your shoulders um, oh shoot! Now I can't remember what the there's. Relax your shoulders. Oh, unclench your jaw and move and relax your tongue from the t- tip of your mouth. And I was just like, oh my god! And then <laughs> and, and it was so funny because like 
one person commented um can you please oh my god can you please post this every hour for me <laughs> and I was like that I thought of it because you said the timer yeah and I was like oh my gosh so I was doing dishes earlier and then I just was paying attention to how much I clench my um my stomach I mean just mm. constantly it's just basically always clenched and then I started, I noticed when I unclenched, I started to be hard on myself. I noticed the inner critic oh. show up like, well, how are you, you know, you're so aware, but your stomach's always clenched. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh. There's a lot of judgment in that stomach. Yeah. Like I have got to like, it's okay. And like, and then it was like, well, how are you ever going to be able to do this? You do this all the time. And it's like, I'm just starting this. Like, let's chill oh. out a little bit. <laughs> you know? Interesting. Yeah. A lot of judgment came up. And the last thing I'll say is my tongue apparently is always at the top of my, my mouth. Well, I do like that for, um, like, I recommend that for meditation, actually, mm. touching your tongue to the roof of your mouth and keeping it there throughout the day when you remember because mm. it creates a healthy circuit of energy. But I do still think that meme is valuable, like, as far as relaxing your jaw and relaxing your shoulders. But that particular thing, mm. it creates a circuit of energy that tongue to the roof of the mouth so yeah I recommend that oh that's um, interesting to my students and stuff for meditation because uh, it feels kind of when when they said to let it go I was like oh, I feel so much more relaxed like mm. it feels like a tension thing well maybe if it's like a relaxed conscious thing it's yeah different. yeah okay sorry to hijack that I oh just no was affirming I'm it yeah, no, that wasn't hijacking it. So that's really the message um, is to, what did I, yeah, set the timer, breathe, listen, follow your intuition, take action on your intuition. So it's really kind of a general moving toward harmonizing and aligning more strongly with your intuitive flow with that divine current of energy and information that's always available to you and letting this be a part of your everyday spiritual work and spiritual path. So we're just constantly getting more and more aligned with that flow. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you need to do in order to make that a habit this week, that I highly sense. recommend. Yeah, and you can add that crown thing because by doing that, Ooh, you yeah. open up your crown, and your crown chakra, and that helps you connect to your intuition because yes. your crown is where you get your highest information from. And yeah. From, yeah. Totally. And connecting to your body. You could dance. Dancing, yeah. you know, in a way where you put on music and it's this moving meditation. You let your body mm -hmm. move the way it wants to move. Moving your hips is really powerful to get into your body. That can also help unclench your stomach. And then consciously relaxing your jaw also is a good practice during moving meditation. Uh, you know what is so great for that is the lymphatic drainage. Um, you Google, we can maybe put it, there's this one, I love this, lymphatic drainage massage for your face. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I just do a little bit and I'm like, ugh, I feel so oh, I don't much. Know about oh, this. you don't? Oh my God, no, I'm I so mean, excited for you. It's uh, seriously, it's like, <laughs> does that seem silly to you? It's seriously like the most, it's just very real. It's like instant connection to yourself. 
And it's your face. It's all on your face. I mean, you can do, there's dry brushing. You know about dry brushing, right? That I do know. That's what I was going to say with lymphatic drainage. I do know about dry brushing. Yeah, but it's specifically for the face. And it just is like, you like go up and like, it's very gentle, but it's like this, whenever I do it along my jawline, I'm just like, oh my God. It's just really, really, I don't know. I resonate with it really a lot. So I'll send the link for the one that I like. Okay. Great. Um, okay. Is it time? F- oh, sorry. Were you done? I I am finished. Yes. Okay. So great. with practical magic. So now it's time for housekeeping. Great. So you, as we mentioned, you can find me at highslighthealing.com. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter there, and you get meditations when you do that. You can sign up for. I have. So a couple of pre-recorded classes. And there's also a free webinar on there um, for updating parent contracts. That was part of my inner child healing introduction. Um, and on Instagram at Highest Light Healing. And where can we find you? You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find lots of free guided meditations and spells and rituals and magical inspiration and online workshops in the shop. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. (laughs) And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. It's where you can ask us a question um, and find the show notes. And you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast, on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. And you can find a group of Magic Monday Podcast listeners on Facebook. It's called Magic Monday Podcast Listeners. Hmm, That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) All right. So we shall pick our cards of the week, right? Time for the cards. Um, I'm picking from the um, Starseed Oracle. Okay, and I'm picking from my very own Magic of Flowers Oracle. And I drew Hyacinth. So that is Irresistible Attraction. It's about, um, so, you know, the polarity in magical work. There's um, receptivity and action. And, you know, we want to work with both, but this message is to remember the receptive quality of magic. So when we're in a receptive state, we draw things to us. We're magnetic. We stay in one place and we attract. So that's the message which I think does go along with grounding in our power and coming into our bodies. Because coming into your body, it does, and relaxing and trusting your power does put you into a receptive state. So it's easier for you to, it's like you're clearing the way for blessings to naturally find you. Mm. So remembering also um, part of this message is um, that to remember that our natural state is one of being, having many, many blessings flow to us. Mm. So this, to me, this is a kind of a thing where, is it true? Is it inherently true? I don't know. But I know that if we believe it's true, it is true. Yeah. So we can, Which you know, part? believe that 
the part about that blessings want to find us, that they want, the universe wants to continually bestow blessings upon us. This is a story we can tell ourselves that becomes true when we believe it. And then, so then our um, goal is to clear the way for that to happen. So we can do that through relaxation, getting into our bodies, opening up our chakras, clearing our clutter. You know, it's like we're creating this space for blessings to flow to us. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I I don't know why I always pick two cards lately. Because <laughs> your intuition tells you to, okay. I'm sure. Well, yeah. Um, but okay, so the first one I got, which kind of goes along with that, is the void. Ooh. So it's basically the message. The message of the void is to surrender to the unknown, to allow the fertile darkness of nothingness to nourish the new seeds growing within you. Regardless of whether you know what they'll one day become, you're being called to surrender to the mystery of what's next. And yes. that really goes, I, it doubly goes along with what you said, because the second part that I picked, card that I picked, was your life is a canvas, which is artist manifestation, um, mm. creative accountability. Um, so this is about reconnecting with your manifesting power and aligning your thoughts, feelings, and actions with the vibration that matches them, <clears throat> which is also like what you were saying about if you're believing this, then that's what's going to come into your life. That's what you're going to attract. It's never mm-hmm. too late to start and no experience is required. All you need is an open heart and mind and consistent daily action. And it's talking about creating like you know, and your thought, your current thoughts determine your future. What kind of life do you want to create for the future? What are you being called to create? So also it really goes along, I think, with the message that I was getting about having fun, like yeah, enjoying your body, enjoying your life as much as you can. I'm not saying good vibes only. I really, really want to just emphasize that because that message yeah. I feel is so toxic. Um, <clears throat> definitely allow your feelings. Don't put band-aids over it. But also, but so if you're in this space of being able to enjoy yourself, enjoy it. Like turn up the volume on that. Really find ways to feel gratitude and feel um, excitement and make fun of, you know, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> make fun, and have make fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the well, message this week. Make fun, have fun. I think I know what Brett's going to put at the end. Of <laughs> Me too. I thought that too. Um, well, that, the void, both of those remind me of the uh, one other card I drew besides um, the body-related cards for this moon cycle, which was improvised, yeah. which the message was was like going into the unknown because, and I was feeling that it has a lot to do with the way we kind of can get into right now this either or mentality, I think with the election coming up and also with just all the stuff that's happening in the world, like kind of looking at the news and seeing like these are the possibilities in the world and kind of getting stuck in that instead of like the power of being like we can enter into the unknown and just dance with what is happening in this present moment in our lives. And there is a lot of joy and potential there. And that helps open up the door to greater uh, possibility in the world, not just in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we really, there is a lot to enjoy if we can allow ourselves to recognize that. Even with the sad feelings, we can not enjoy them, but we can open up to them, open our hearts to them. And um, I'm just getting this message now, so I'm just going to say it. Like, just feeling it all is 
I know this might sound ridiculous, but it's like that is part of this life experience. Right. Is just yeah, that over- doesn't sound ridiculous. Okay. I didn't want, yeah, again, worried about sounding like good vibes only, but it's like, you know, even like when I was grieving my cat, Dr. Schwartz, it was like also there was some beauty in that too because right. I, felt, I felt so much pain but also like so alive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was really opening my heart to it and really feeling it and owning that. That's Yeah, you go so deep into the beauty of life when yeah. you are forced to go into that depth of grief. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we are sending you all lots of love and thanks for listening and we hope you have a great week. Have a magical week, everyone. that I just was feeling so happy that we have a podcast.